It's time for the podcast that features two guys that register on the Richter scale when they go up and down the stairs. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by the Parian Lawyers. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <gasps> His ability to suck in these balls. <gasps> Sounds like a case of the Mondays. Grab your balls. <gasps> When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Good morning, West Georgia! Welcome in to the Morning 5 podcast. There are no cases of the Mondays here. We don't, uh, we don't subscribe to that. We don't have any cases of the mondays today is november 6th billy we are 49 days away from christmas let's go yeah definitely no cases of the mondays now no mondays are one of my favorite days of the week because we get to come on here and talk about all the awesome sports that we watched over the weekend uh yeah it's it's definitely a big piece of it yeah Yeah, I'll, i'll say that i mean it's uh i would say i would say probably wednesdays are my least favorite days yeah, hump days are weird, but you know, we just we just don't have any good, we don't have any good spot. You know, around here, uh, Friday night lights, and you know, we get to talk about them on Mondays and, and Tuesdays. We have our power rankings. Thursdays, we're looking forward to Friday night lights and football. Wednesdays are just sort of like, what are you? What are you doing? What are you here? What are you good for Wednesdays? <laughs> like it just doesn't. Wednesdays you know. are for pop culture Wednesdays, though. Yeah, but that's not as that's not as fun as Friday Night Lights. It's not as uh, it's not as energizing as is football, which is unfortunately winding down, sort of. Uh, and it's already over for it some is. of our team, actually. Uh, yep. Uh, Forty nine days away from Christmas today. Today is National Nacho Day. Oh yeah, oh, I could get behind some nachos. What do you like on your for nachos? Sure. I love a lot of um, a lot of queso, a lot of like actual queso. Um, give me some meat of different kinds, oh. and also um, give me some black olives. I like little chopped up black olives. Okay, yeah, I'm um I'm I like uh, give me uh, give me lettuce, tomato, onions, guacamole, queso, jalapenos, black onions. A little bit of sour cream, any type of meat you got back there, chicken, beef, steak, shrimp. I don't know if I, you know, I, I tell every time I order nachos from a from a Mexican restaurant, which is 99% of the time the only thing I order, I always order nachos. I'm like, listen, throw the kitchen sink on those bad boys. Like, there's literally nothing you can put back there in that kitchen that I won't enjoy on my nachos. You got some chorizo, throw it on there. Black peppers, throw it on there. Cayenne peppers, throw it on there. Whatever the hottest hot sauce you have back there, toss it on those bad boys. Uh, there's there's nothing I've ever eaten on a plate of nachos that I have not absolutely loved. Yeah, I'll I'll pass on a, on half of that. Oh yeah. man, yeah, I got you know when when I order loaded nachos, I'm like I don't know if you understand my interpretation of the word loaded. I, I want everything back there. I want this plate of nachos to come out here. And you set it on the table, and the table almost breaks under the weight of how how much is on the nachos. That's what I want. That's what I want my loaded nachos to be. All right, so I think uh, Falcons fans want to be loaded. Dude, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Falcons fall thirty-one to th- uh, excuse me, uh, oh. thirty-one to twenty-eight. And uh, like you know, the Taylor Heineke we saw last week was not the Taylor Heineke that we saw yesterday. 
I like this dude. This team is an enigma, and I just don't know what I'm gonna get week in and week out. Desmond Ritter being out yesterday, like it seemed like Heineke was the exact same quarterback as Ritter almost. Yeah, it's this team is quickly gone from being something that I could be excited about to quickly being something that I am typical Falcons. You dread, you, know what I mean? you dread every week yeah, that you have to watch this team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been horrible the last three or four weeks. Um, I, I can't get behind this team right now. It's, it's not something that is something to be proud of. The defense is, has gone from good to worse. Um, so is the offense. The offense looks absolutely horrific. I mean, we scored what eleven points in the in the half. Yeah, or maybe. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, what are three you field doing? goals and a safety. That's it. That's all, that's all you can muster. And you know, I saw I saw uh, Stake Shapiro on Twitter yesterday say, you know, we all thought that this combination between Bijan, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts was going to be an explosive scoring offense, and I thought that as well. And I think a lot of Falcons fans thought that. And it just has not been anything even close to that. It has been oh. a a, a four-quarter slog. Every single game that they've played has just been four quarters of crappy, just crappy offense and lucky scores. I mean, dude, I, you know, I, I know the Falcons started off with wins against the Panthers and the Packers, and I was like, okay, I think this is what this team is. Like, they're going to be a solid team and probably win this division. Since they did that, they're they're two and five. And they've looked, they've looked horrible. And they lost to a third-string quarterback yesterday. They knocked out. Um, oh crap! What's the what was the first quarterback? Uh, uh, Jaron Hall. They knocked out Jaron Hall yesterday, early in the game, early in the game. And we were listening to it in the radio, and I was like, "Oh, dude!" I was like, "Jaron Hall is getting knocked out. Joshua Dobbs is coming in." I was like, "The Falcons got this. Joshua Dobbs is a good quarterback." Um, he's a solid quarterback, uh, but he's only been in, in Minnesota since Tuesday. Like, there's no way he was able to learn enough of the playbook since Tuesday to be able to do anything. Oh, Joshua Dobbs goes in there, slings it around for 158 yards and two tuds, and has has yeah. an 86.6 QBR at the end of the game. Yeah. What the it's hell? Typical. I mean, it, it's just typical. And we... You know, I hate to say, you know, being superstitious and all, but, you know, ever since Ar- Arthur Smith started going on the Pat McAfee show regularly, they've looked like absolute dog poo. Yeah. Um, now it's I, past I fault. Mean, just throwing that out there. It may be coincidence, but <laughs> it's true. Um, I think that should be one conspiracy theory that we get the Pat McAfee show guys to run on. They would have a field day with that. Yeah, they have. <laughs> yeah, they will. Um, but look, you know, only 13 touches for Bijan. That's not enough. No. Look, that's not <laughs> new. Um, new. Johnu Smith looked like a monster yesterday, and my fantasy team appreciates that. Why the hell is Johnu um, Smith the number one wide receiver option? Like, what? I, why is he the number one wide receiver option? It's he's the most consistent option right now to catch passes. <laughs> I guess that's just. I, I don't know. I just don't understand I, it, dude. It, it baffles me too, yeah. man. I, I don't know. Five targets. That's why I Kyle Pitts. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to pick him up. Kyle Pitts had five targets yesterday. Heineke threw the ball nearly 40 times yesterday, and Kyle Pitts only garnered five of those targets. Yeah. Like with with Drake London out, Pitts should have been double digit targets. Forced the damn ball to Pitts. It's just, th- dude. Yeah. I, this 
This organization could not be a could not be ran worse. They really couldn't. It, it's it's horrible. You spend three first round picks on offensive guys, and the offense is absolute dog crap. And you don't spend a first round pick on the only offensive position that matters in the NFL. That's quarterback. Look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs' offense outside of Mahomes is pretty mid. Travis Kelsey's phenomenal, but other than that, it's it's nothing. There's nothing there, but they have Pat Mahomes, and he can make stuff happen. Now, I'm not saying there was a Pat Mahomes in the past two drafts, but you know who there was? There was a damn quarterback that threw for 470 yards and five touchdowns yesterday. Yep. Idiots. Yep, he was there. Stupid. I mean, just absolutely moronic from the front office of the Atlanta Falcons. I was pissed off after draft day about the B. John Robinson draft. And and he's, he's a good player. He's a very good player. But I don't think he's being utilized to his full potential with the Falcons. And the fact that the Falcons didn't go quarterback or even defense on that draft pick is going to haunt them forever. And it's the same thing What when what was what two years ago when we drafted uh, – that's Drake uh, Pitts. Excuse me, Pitts. Yeah, we, we drafted Pitts over um, Dustin Fields. <sighs> like that's that's basically what we did. We drafted Pitts over Justin Fields. And like I understand Justin Fields is not doing good I, up in up in uh, Chicago, but a, a lot of that has to deal with the coaching and the team he has around him. I, I still think Justin Fields. Thousand agree. Yeah, if Justin Fields was down in Atlanta, listen, he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be Tom Brady, but he'd be a very serviceable quarterback. And you 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 would be better than four and five at this point if Justin Fields was Atlanta's quarterback. I agree, and I just I don't understand the direction that this front office is going. I don't I don't understand some of the draft picks they have made. I don't understand the thought process behind a lot of this. I think it is a I, I think it's a front office and a team that is posing as something that they are not. And I I, I listen. I, GM, head coach, and everything hitting hitting the restart button in the in the NFL is a is a one to two year process. But I really think, depending on how this season ends for the Falcons, it needs to be on the table for Arthur Smith. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, especially since you know Arthur Smith is the offensive guru. He's the offensive coordinator. Let's oh, not forget that they have an offensive it's coordinator on this team. It's it's not. It's Arthur Smith is calling the play. So. A lot of this is on him too. I so. refuse to believe anybody is calling the plays. I, I it, it seems like they're just going up there and running backyard football. Um, it's yeah, it, it's frustrating, man. Um, like you said, drafted Kyle Pitts over Justin Fields. Hell, they drafted Kyle Pitts over Jamar Chase. So let yeah. you know, just just let that let that sink in. It's frustrating, man. It's um. It's super. 100%. It's super frustrating. And I, you know, I'm not even a. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even a Falcons fan. But you know, every every single week, we have to sit here and, and watch this. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, even Kenny Pickett. I, I'd probably take Kenny Pickett. I'm just looking at the draft right now. Uh, I know. I know. Two years ago, the draft wasn't great with Drake London for for quarterbacks. Um, but hey, Kenny Pickett. I think he's better than either either one of the options you have on the on the board right now. Um, so. Yeah, it, it, it is what it is. The Falcons are are not a good team, but they're still somehow in the running for the division. They're a game behind uh, New Orleans, and they take on they take on the Cardinals. 405 on CBS. This should be a win. The Cardinals are terrible. 
Um, they're they're absolutely awful. That should be uh, a win. Hey Bryce. Yeah. Bryce. Yeah. So are we. Yeah. That's that's true. That's, <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real. I don't know. So the, are ca- we. the Cardinals are awful, Billy. They're one and eight this year. One and eight. Oh. They lost twenty-seven to nothing to the Browns. Do you know who the only team the Cardinals beat this year? Uh, it was a good team too, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a very well, not a very good team, but yes, a good te- a team that's going to make the playoffs. It was the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, they beat the Cowboys twenty-eight to sixteen in Week Three. <laughs> uh, oh man, let's get on to a bright spot. UGA beats Missouri thirty to twenty-one. Uh, Carson Beck twenty-one for thirty-two, two hundred fifty-four yards and two tuds. Dejon Edwards sixteen carries for seventy-seven yards. Lad McConkey seven receptions for ninety-five yards. And UGA just keeps rolling against a very good Missouri team. What a game, man! And yeah. and I'll give you. Like you were there, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I want to hear about the atmosphere because it was a big game in the SEC there. But and from the from my couch, it looked really, really full, packed, loud, um, and it looked like UGA Missouri came to play. And you know what? It was really interesting that how close that game was. Um, it, yeah. Yeah, because there were there were moments that it was it was teetering into Missouri's hands for sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And UGA was able to pull out a victory in a, a nine point victory, but still, I, there were there were moments that I was like, oh, this game may go somewhere else. Yeah, that that Missouri squad is a quality squad, man. They're they're really good. Defense is solid. Yeah. The DBs, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know if UGA had more than three open receivers the entire game. Uh, the DBs for Missouri were phenomenal. Uh, Brady Cook, the quarterback, essentially the entire game plan uh, was throw back shoulder fades to Theo Weiss. Um, that was the entire yeah. game plan. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, because, because you know, I, I, I want to praise uh, UGA's DBs as well. UGA's DBs, I don't know if they ever had any blown coverages. They were all over Missouri's wide receivers. And other than the back shoulder fades, there was nothing there. Um, yeah, let, let's get to the game day atmosphere, man. I'll walk you through what what, what was what was great about it, and, and then I'll touch on some of the negatives. Um, getting to our parking garage, we parked. Uh, let's see, it was a three thirty start. We parked our car at two thirty, and we were through the gates and in the stadium. Now, granted, we parked a mile and a half, two miles away. Uh, we parked at two thirty, and we were in the stadium in our seats by three o'clock. Uh, the the game the game day transportation absolutely immaculate a plus from Georgia and the entire Georgia Association Transportation Association how they get people from the major parking decks and parking lots to the stadium a plus phenomenal amazing great job and getting into the parking deck took us a minute and a half maybe to find our parking spot so great job on that um, the stadium absolutely gorgeous phenomenally beautiful it's an open air um even the corridors are like they're like open they're not walled in sort of if you will um it's it's a very i don't know i never felt claustrophobic or compact and there was you know i don't know how many people there were 70 something thousand probably uh 92,000. um so i never i never felt compact uh the, the stadium stairs could have been a little bit wider for my massive feet but that's just me um, the view, we were we were in 326, two rows from the very top. And the view was perfect. 
I mean, you could see everything. And the, the thing about UGA Stadium, the thing about Sanford Stadium is the one of the ends where the scoreboard is is completely open, and it opens up to the campus. So you can see all the all the dorms and all the campus buildings and everything over there. And it's cool, man. It feels like you're in the middle of a college campus. It's really beautiful. Um, and then beh- awesome. behind us, like the stadium is built into a mountain or a hill or something. So like behind us, we're like trees and stuff. Like you weren't above the tree line. It's the way it's built and the way it feels is, is beautiful. It's nice. I texted you. It's nicer than the shoe. It is. It's a, it's a nicer stadium than the shoe. The shoe is, is horrendously old and you can tell it. It's a, it's a big old concrete mess of stinky closed corridors and and you know it's it's not a very pretty or nice stadium sanford stadium for sure um is is nicer it's a, it's a beautiful stadium uh i enjoyed it um we will definitely be back and and attending another uh, another uga game they did a great job of, of game day hospitality for the kids they got like posters and books and little helmets and all i mean all of this stuff as soon as we walked in the atmosphere phenomenal phenomenal it was louder than hell um i mean everybody was on their feet completely packed out house there was nowhere to there was no empty seats no empty seats um so yeah a great game day atmosphere overall and the only negative i have um it took us in the parking deck it took us an hour and a half for us to even move in the parking deck uh, to get out of the game getting out yeah um yeah but that's that's not horrible what we, we know for next time we'll bring like cornhole boards or a tv or a radio and we'll just you know tailgate after the game at the parking deck that is what it is i'm not you know that that didn't that didn't ruin the experience or anything for me the only thing i am gonna say and you uga fans that go to the game you gotta get better at this and you gotta get your friends to get better at this there we go we probably lost 15% of the attendance as soon as the first quarter or fourth quarter started. Really? Yes. I would say probably 15% of the people that were in the stadium as soon as the fir- fourth quarter started, they were out the door. Well, maybe they were trying to beat that hour and a half. I guess you. so, but that's pretty horrible, man. <laughs> this isn't a this isn't a Georgia game where they're up by 42 against San Jose State or something. This was a Georgia game that was a slugfest to the very final whistle. This was a Georgia game against a, a very good SEC opponent, a, a nearly a top 10 SEC opponent. And the fact that we saw as many Georgia fans leaving at the start of the fourth quarter as we did, I was like, whoa, guys. Like, this this is unacceptable. You can't, you can't do this. Um, so that did shock me quite a bit. Uh, but other than that, man, A-plus, A-plus atmosphere, phenomenal, great food. Um... I, we couldn't have had a better time, man. We could not have a, could not have had a better time, uh, and and the boys are ready to go back to Old Miss this weekend. Uh, but Old Miss tickets from where we sat are about five hundred dollars a piece. So I said, we, I said we would be watching that game from the sofa, boys. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Um, but yeah, great, great game day atmosphere. Great job. Uh, the only you know takeaway from the game, the only thing I can say about the game is Carson Beck's inaccuracy is gonna be a problem. It's. He missed so many passes on Saturday, man, in, in a tighter yeah. game against a better opponent, maybe an opponent that can score a lot. Carson Beck's accuracy is going to be an issue, um, and and that's that's why I that's why I think they're going like to fall. Maybe Alabama and, and Atlanta. Oh, buddy, 
Did you watch them against LSU? Yes, I did. Oh, I did. buddy. Dude, um, I watched the Pat McAfee version of uh, on Saturday night. Yeah. Where they bounced between Alabama, LSU, uh, yeah. and uh, USC, USC Washington. and Washington. Yeah. And, oh, my God. Yeah. What a great experience. Um, listen, folks, any Georgia fan out there that was uh, thinking Bama was dead after that Texas loss, I'm not so sure I wouldn't hitch my wagon to that university right now. Um, <clears throat> they look really damn good. <laughs> they look really it damn looks good. Very good. And, it looks uh, scary good. There might be some surprises tomorrow on our uh, on our power rankings for uh, for college football. So, um, yeah, I think it is uh, UGA another big task this week. Um, but we'll get to that later in, in the week in the podcast. They're welcoming in Old Miss. Old Miss with a little bit of a scare. I think they were looking forward to this Georgia game just a bit this past weekend versus uh, Texas A and M. But um, a great experience for us, man, and, and a good win for UGA. Nine point two possession win. Um, the, the the greatest thing about being up where we were uh, was all the all the sideline coaches that were up there and, and yelling different things and everything. <laughs> and that, you know, I'm just, I am not a I am not a football guru by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but just some of the stuff they were yelling, I'm like, what are y'all, what are y'all talking about? Because when they were uh, UGA had a chance to kick a field goal um, to go up by two possessions, and they were like, go for it, get the touchdown, and I'm like. No, guys, you want to kick the field goal here and make it a two-possession game. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Um, uh, oh, another thing. Another thing that I want to get on the University of Georgia about. Um, what the hell are you doing not selling beer inside the stadium? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there? Um, are we still stuck in the 1970s? Like, can we get up to today's time where, like, every single college sells beer inside the stadium? Uh, that, I was a little well, clearly not every single college sells beer. No, but you know the only other college that matters, Ohio State does, and we've done it for years and years and years and years. Um, I don't, I you know I was looking for because we went we we left straight from Harrelson County, we left straight from Grayson's football game, right to Athens. So we're driving up there. You know I'm already hot and sweaty from the football game, and I'm like, dude, I cannot wait to sit down with some peanuts and a nice beer. And when we get there no beer in the entire stadium and i was flabbergasted just completely shocked and taken back uh peanuts were good though peanuts were good um the food was good we got some papa john's pizza we got some hot dogs it was good though everything else everything else a plus georgia we will be repeat even though i'm not a georgia fan uh we will be uh repeat visitors to sanford stadium for a georgia game great atmosphere next time we'll have to tailgate a little bit but uh i think i've harped enough on the on the uga game you know Need to move on to the Hawks. Another <laughs> another good game this weekend, Billy. Yeah, another good bright spot, man. Yeah, uh, um, Hawks Hawks look continue to look good. They win. They beat the Pelicans one twenty three to one hundred five. Trey Young had twenty three points, or excuse me, twenty two points, twelve assists. Jante Murray twenty points, eight rebounds, Ooh, seven assists. He continues that. to be hot. Dude, that guy is just like, a, hot. He's just a he's just a a box stat stuffer. You know, he just uh, just yep. every every single category. You know. DeJounte just fills it, man. It's nice. Jalen Johnson also had a really good game. 21 points, 11 rebounds. <clears throat> the thing is, like, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the game, um, but I was getting updates. And when you get updates, you get a, at the half yes. or at the quarter, right? Yep. yep. And I'm like, oh, Hawks are losing again, you know? Yeah. And 
and ended up winning by, you know, 18. And you're like, wait, wait, wait what happened? <laughs> uh, but a 24 to six run in the third quarter saw the momentum change. That's, that's the biggest thing. Um, it was a 70 to 45 margin. The Hawks won in the second half. That's massive. That's huge too. Golly, that's, that's how huge. many, how many times last year did we come in and talk about the Hawks and talk about their defense in the second half, just being terrible and, and getting and yeah. not, not coming out of halftime hot. It seems like Quinn Snyder has this team playing hot at a halftime every single game we've played. Yep. Yep. That helps. Uh, 24 second chance points had a 44% chance off a rebound rate. That's in the 99th percentile of in the NBA. That's crazy. And everyone that played at least four minutes had two plus offensive rebounds. That's nuts. That's, <laughs> that's absurd, man. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. That is that is absolutely absurd. Twenty four second chance points. That is, that's a recipe for success right there. Absolutely. One hundred and fifty nine offensive rating for the Hawks after halftime. It's a one five nine after <laughs> halftime. It's insane. That is off the charts, the league, dude. The league best for an entire game is one eighteen. Yeah, and it was one fifty nine at half after halftime. That's just crazy. The Hawks continue to play very very good basketball lately. Um, and, and let's continue it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's, let's see what they, they continue to do. 4-0. 4-0 in the past four games. Uh, it is a it is officially a streak. Um, and they play uh, they play tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, are they on the road? I think they're on the road. Yeah, they're on the road at Oklahoma. Um, OKC Thunder. They get to face uh, Chet Holmgren and uh, Shy Gildress Alexander tonight. Uh, Hawks are a three-and-a-half point favorite on the road. We'll see if they can run their win streak to five. Let's, let's make it happen. Hey, Bryce, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Let's do it. Bremen beats LFO 34 to seven secures their number two spot. Have we figured out? And I know we didn't get a chance to do this very much on Friday. Did we figure it out who they're playing in the first round of the playoff? I can pull it up for you right here real quick. As I'm talking through this, I can stall for time quite well. I'm pretty good at that. Just talking about random stuff and clicking on random things and then finding where <laughs> yeah, in the Freeman, world. Freeman looked good. Uh, <laughs> this game was mostly, it was 34 nothing for the most part, um, but they they scored finally late. Uh, White um, County. They are hosting White County. Good for good for Bremen. Yeah. Uh, so Bremen will have White County at home. This will be a fun little matchup that Bremen does. Bremen's really good on defense, obviously. If you look at what they've done over the past couple of weeks, um, it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch Bremen's defense this season. And listen, so listen, I, folks, defense travels in, in the in the playoffs. We are going to have hometown sports media pregame uh, Friday night at Heard County. Yes, I can, we are. I can promise you, I will watch nothing short of about twenty-eight to thirty hours of game tape for every single opponent that our home teams are going to play. I will have a <laughs> I will have a very efficient and thorough breakdown of every opposing team uh that uh, that our that our home teams are going to play. Yep. Uh Bowden beats Mount Zion 63 to 14. They secure their fourth consecutive uh region championship. It's the third time in program history that they've won four straight. So kudos to Bowden. No Bowden team has ever won fifth straight. Oh buddy. I just throwing that out there, and they got some young players at some very important positions. Unlike last year's team that was very senior laden, they got they got some yes. they got some younger players. They got a lot of talent coming back next year. And the amount of times that they've had to uh, 
it allowed Kyler McGrin to come out of the game and allowed Connor Daniels to come in at quarterback. Connor Daniels has got a lot of varsity playing time this year. He's going to be the starter next year, and he's a freshman this year. He's good, dude. Let's go. He's really good. Let's go. They, they welcome uh, in Taylor County. What? The, uh, Bowden welcomes in Taylor County on Friday. Yes, and, and Mount Zion will go to Manchester. Uh, yes, they will. That. Yep. Yep. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Central Beach Heritage thirty-five to thirty-four. They win. Uh, the. They go one and zero for the tenth time this season. Good so job. kudos to the Central Lions. What a season! Um, that's dude. What a season for it's the Central been Lions. Oh, it's been man. fun, hadn't it? I love Coach Umbre too. Like it couldn't have this season for the Central Lions couldn't have happened to a better person. Like he is, he is just a phenomenal guy. And the, and here's the fun part, dude. And, and this is the God's honest truth, man. Like they get another couple of chances at at uh, Lion Valley right now at Roy <laughs> Richards Memorial Stadium. It's going to be fun. Dude, it's going to be packed. J.R. Um, Harris posted a uh, highlight video this weekend from, from Friday night and had Drew Dickinson under his uh, or over top of his video. It He's was had awesome. some amazing calls this year. Yes, he has. Uh, Heard County falls to Lamar County 45 to 28. We need to have, Bryce, you and I need to have uh Casey Bass on here uh, one day to discuss his experience at Lamar. Listen, Casey Bass is still in the weeds and trying to set up his new computer. All right. This guy is, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how zoomed in. He probably has that new computer no, to be able no, to listen, read any words listen, on it. Listen to me. Listen to me. He, he needs to come on here and talk about Lamar County because, oh my God. Interesting. Interesting trip. that I've told and told about Lamar County. Yeah. It's awful. Oh boy! Like absolutely awful. Wow, that's a uh, that's it. Uh, real quick, Central is is welcoming Hateville, and folks, we're gonna go over all of this yeah, all sorry. week. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I just wanted to remind people that uh, they will be welcoming at Central. It's not like we're not gonna talk about it the rest of the week. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, us. And uh, and her her does fall on the of uh, uh, on the road at Lamar County, but they do get a home playoff game, and they are welcoming in do you oh. know, Pelham. Yep. Why, why can't I find? Oh, I'm on the, I'm on the wrong single single A. There we go. Yes, they are welcome in Pelham. <laughs> um, but yeah, that the experience that I saw on on Facebook, not only like when Miss Lori Cave goes, gets angry. Oh, Miss Lori was you, getting you, angry, dude. Oh, it, dude, it's bad. Well, it's bad. Maybe we should surpass Casey Bass and just get Miss Lori to call in and tell tell us <laughs> her experiences down in Lamar County. That would be fun. Miss Lori doesn't mince uh, words. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Uh, Fannin County beats Harrison County forty-one to fourteen. Unfortunately, <sighs> that ends Harrison County's season. Um, tough year for for Harrison County. Goes two and eight, and uh, it's it's just a long year. Buddy. It was. And, it was. And young team though, young team for Coach Peavy out there. Very yeah. very young. Yeah. Uh, Crawford County falls to Temple sixty-two to twenty. I see Let's you, Corey Nix and yes. Evan Hotsteller. I see it, dude. I can't tell you how pumped I was all weekend that Corey Nix and uh, Coach Hotsteller and those Tigers out there got a big win for Temple. Um, first region win, like we said on the hometown sports media wrap up show. 
First win, first region win for Temple in three years. They were 0-13 going into this game. They're past 13 region games. Got a win, got a little momentum going into the playoffs, and they traveled to I, uh, <laughs> I can't speak. Irwin County, excuse me. They traveled to Irwin County. Which will be there. Hometown Sports Media will be there. So Hey, we're not afraid to go on the road, baby. No, we're not. We are not afraid to and, go on the road. Uh, that's uh that's it. We don't we don't have another score to, to go over. Dude. <laughs> uh, I was trying to save you, buddy. Yeah. Um Chapel Hill, they beat us twenty three to six, man, knocked us out of the playoffs. Uh I said on the hometown sports media wrap up show, I, I was I couldn't be more disappointed, but not at anybody, not at the players, not at the coaches, um, not at anything in particular, just at the situation that we allowed ourselves to get into to make this a must win game. Um, we had, we had chances to win it and, and we just, we just didn't, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going I'm gonna, to, I'm going to say one positive, uh, about our Villarica community. Then, then I'm going to give give us one, one negative that we need to work on next year. Uh, they showed up dude Friday night. I know it was a little chilly. It wasn't terrible, but it was a little chilly. Um, our Villarica community, our Villarica community showed up for these boys, dude. That, that stands was absolutely packed. I loved seeing it. I thought that was great. Um, big night, senior night must win. Everybody was packed. Listen, if you're going to show up, make some damn noise. Like that's, that's the only negative I could bring away from this, from the fan standpoint. Uh, we showed up the, the Villarica faithful, the the Villarica community showed up. That was great to see that many people in the stands. I absolutely loved it. But if you're going to show up to a game, make some damn noise. Like, you know, get off your hands, cheer a little bit, get some cowbells, make a little noise. It's not high school football is not a spectator sport when you're a fan. It is a participation sport. Get in the stadium and make some noise. Everybody showed up, though. I was very proud of our community for showing up. I was very, very proud of that. I love that. But um, it should be. Yeah, it was was packed. It was. It was. Um, And, you know, I looked down there early before we started our pregame. And there weren't a ton of, ton of people in the stands. And I was like, ah, oh, man, that's like, that kind of sucks for these kids. Uh, and then, you know, we got done with our pregame and we got done with the coaches show. And right before Wes and I went live, I looked down again and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I was like, this, this place is packed. This place is full. Um, yep. Got to make a little bit more noise. But, but hey, we're getting there. We're getting that stands packed. I want to see that for every home game next year. Um, and for those seniors, man, it's, uh, it's, it's the last time they're ever going to strap it up for the purple and gold. And that's an emotional moment. It's hug a senior season, dude. It's hug a senior season. So yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way the, the Villarica Wildcats season ended. I'll, I'll say this, and this is just because I'm being, I think I'm just old and I'm used to the old ways. Them funneling, uh, everyone out one, one exit annoys the hell out of me it does it it just flat out does yeah and i tried to get out the normal way i tried to get in the normal way i can't and or i did get in the normal way but i wasn't able to get out the normal way and it that annoys me so yeah i mean outside of that yeah yeah i i haven't i guess it's a good experience at vr i guess i haven't had to deal with that because i've never left every time i leave everybody's already gone (laughs) um Yeah, that stadium. Just every time I go there, I'm still impressed by how beautiful that stadium is. All right, on the Smith's Four Covings games and events calendar, we got nothing, nothing, nada, nada. zero. We got the CBJ playing tonight. They play the Florida Panthers. Uh, Hawks play tonight, so we got the Hawks. Hawks yeah. Um, Ohio State basketball opens up tonight. They play Oakland. And uh, who's tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow is, is, um, is Atlanta United. 
Atlanta United. Yeah, That's playoff it. game. We got we have a we have an episode of TM Five United coming out today, dropping today, uh, right before oh. yeah, right before our playoff <laughs> game tomorrow <laughs> night, seven o'clock tomorrow night. Big playoff game. I will probably. I can only imagine what David and, and Abner have to say after that game one loss. I I might catch the second half of that Atlanta United versus Columbus Crew game. I think. Um, what are you doing this week? You don't have practice anymore. We don't. Uh, but uh, Villarica, Villarica opens up their basketball season tomorrow night. So, oh, okay. Yep, going to watch that. Six o'clock scrimmage versus South Paulding, maybe. Um, and then we also have the purple and gold uh, wrestling match uh, at Villarica High School as well. The the wrestling matches in the old gym, basketball game in the new gym. Um, purple and gold is, uh, I think, like JV versus varsity or something like that. Um, so, yeah. You're going to be busy. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. 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 I thought I had a burp. Sorry. Still there. Is it coming? Yep. Nope. There it is. Got it out. Uh, you ready for another cup of coffee, Billy? Boy, do I ever need one. Let's hit it up. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with Robert. Be a real estate group. Uh, CJ McCollum Pelicans uh, Pelicans guard suffers a collapsed right lung. Dude, that is awful. Um, it's scary too, man. He has a small pneumothorax in his right lung after an imaging was performed Sunday morning. Uh, according to the Mayo Clinic, it, that this occurs when air leaks into the space between your lung and chest wall. This air pushes on the outside of your lung and makes it collapse. A pneumothorax can be a complete lung collapse or a collapse of only a portion of the lung. Dude. Yeah, it's it's scary, dude. It's it's really scary. Holy so crap, uh, man. Peas to these and peas go out to McCollum. Yeah, that is that is absolutely terrifying. Um, geez, that is wow, that's scary. Uh, CJ Stratt has a huge game. Late heroics lift the Texans to victory, man. What a game! Hey, uh, peas, T's and peas go out to uh, Matt Ridgeway. Um, you know because. He's a Bucks fan, and they had to deal with C.J. Stroud coming C. back. C.J. Stroud, <laughs> C.J. Stroud came back. Uh, dude, he set a, he set a he set a single game rookie record with 470 yards passing, uh, five tutties, no interceptions. Have a season, young man. Have Look, a season. Everyone was saying that you know every every other quarterback in our in his class was going to be better than C.J. for sure. Yeah, that hasn't happened. We didn't say that. No, no I, to, we didn't. I, to, I told but y'all. Every, every other person that I've talked to about the NFL, they're like, CJ Stroud is not going to be as good as so X or Y or Z. No, CJ Stroud has been better than everyone. Yeah, I'm going to take a page out of Brooks Austin's book right here. Watch the damn tape. You know, yep. roll the damn tape. If you didn't think CJ Stroud was going to be a good quarterback, you just didn't watch him enough in college. I, I told you before the draft, CJ Stroud is going to be miles better than Bryce Young. Bryce Young is 5'3". He can't even see over his offensive line. He's not going to be a good quarterback. That just doesn't... There's only one Drew Brees. There's not a bunch of Drew Breeses walking around, and it's not him. Uh, C.J. Stride right now is seventh in the NFL in passing yards, and I think he's somewhere around there. He's seventh in um, touchdowns with 14, and he only has one interception all year. Can you imagine if... If CJ Stroud was with the Falcons right now, man, or would be, it'd be pretty good. It'd be all right. the the yeah. tu- The touchdown to interception ratio for this young man 
is insane. Like Sam Howell has 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Jalen Hurts, 15 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Like all, all everybody else that's above him in the touchdowns all has many, 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 many more uh, interceptions than he does. So what a season. What a season by that young man. Uh, USC fires their defensive coordinator, Alex Greenwich, with two games left in the season, and USC falls out of the coach's top 25 poll. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. Mr. Grinch. Um, uh, yeah, wow. so Alex Grinch was the defensive coordinator for the for the Buckeyes a couple years back. He was horrible. Uh, yeah, he was. He was awful. Um, and we'll we'll just go ahead and say that. Um, look, that, that game between USC and Washington was outstanding. Just outstanding. It was back and forth constantly. There was no defense played in that game. No, it's the Pac-12. <laughs> There's never uh, a defense yeah, well, played. Yeah, what's left of it. And <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see how that comes down the wire. Uh USC was supposed to be everyone's pick for They were my to pick. be in the playoffs. They but, were my pick. I'll I'll throw my hand yeah. up. I had them. I had them in the playoffs. Yeah. And they're it looked like absolute poopay. Yeah, they're not even um, in the top 25 anymore. I'm telling you, folks. I know we're going to talk about it here in a second, and, and I know we're going to talk about it tomorrow. <sighs> Alabama looks good. <laughs> and Nick Saban got him rolling, baby. You got that roll tide rolling. It looked really good. Um, yeah. You, you remember me <laughs> talking about the conspiracy theory about uh, Arthur Smith coming on and Falcons looking like absolute all crap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Complete yeah. opposite. Ever since uh, Nick Saban started coming on Ooh, on a regular basis. Boy. <laughs> Absolute wagon. Absolute wagon. Uh, initial fears is Giants Daniel Jones has a torn ACL. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible for the Giants. The Giants are done. They are. Bad, done. bad season goes to worse. Done. They lost 30-6 to to the Raiders yesterday, and the Raiders have an interim head coach. They just fired their head coach and GM. Um Sucks, yeah. Sucks for the Giants. I, you know, I'm not a massive Dan Jones fan, but I, I don't ever want to see guys get ACL tears or anything like that. Unless your name's Russell Wilson, then screw that guy. Tears ACL. I can't stand him. <laughs> um, uh, Alabama. Talking about Alabama. Alabama's quarterback Jalen Milrow played a complete game to beat LSU on Saturday night. Game was outstanding. Phenomenal. So good. And if, if Jaden again, no defense. No, none whatsoever. <laughs> and if Jaden if Jaden Daniel doesn't go down for LSU with concussions, um yep. I, I think this game I don't I don't I'm not gonna say it ends up with a different outcome. I still think Bama probably wins this and you know, probably 49 42, something like that. Uh but it, it would have been a lot closer than the 42 28 score. If you didn't watch this game and you see 42 28, I don't think you understand how close this game was. It was it was back and forth tied. Every single second of the game, and um, dude, yep. Bam, Bam, Bama looks good. Bama looks so Bama good. Looks really good. <laughs> uh, they got you know, Nick talked about or Nick Saban earlier in the season talked about they weren't balanced on offense, buddy. They were balanced this past weekend. Two hundred nineteen passing yards, two hundred eighty eight rushing yards. Um, yeah, they're a, they're a wagon. They they look they look this weekend this weekend just that one game alone they looked like the best team in college football. They looked good. They did. Yeah, they looked really good. Tomorrow's tomorrow's rankings going to be very interesting. Going to be very very interesting. And I would say, Billy, we don't reveal our rankings to each other um, until we get on here in the podcast and do it. We typically don't. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I think we're good That's on high real. school. Uh, we got. We know who's in the playoffs. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Billy, in today in 1990, the Braves Davis Justice 
Dave Justice wins the NL Rookie of the Year. Davis Justice. Davis Justice. I was looking at the uh, S apostrophe in Braves, and it threw me off for a second. Davis Davis Justice is Dave Justice's alter ego, uh, but Dave Justice wins the NL Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that was that was good. And then uh, we had for call ten years later, and then I think it was uh, it was uh, Kimbrel. Oh, hell, I don't remember. I think I don't know. Kimbrel then Acuna. You remember this stuff way better than I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, who knows? I don't have. I don't know. I don't, I don't have. You got anything else today, man? Uh, let's get out of here, buddy. Let's get out of here on a Monday. Start your Monday off right. 49 days away for Christmas. Start your Christmas shopping now. Do not start until like the week of Christmas. Start it now. Do Christmas shopping now. That way you don't have to worry about it. We will see you tomorrow morning on the morning five. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.